teaching is brought to you by Calvary Bible Church in Burbank, California. We trust that this recording will be a benefit to you and will be a challenge to your Christian faith and walk. For more information about Calvary Bible Church, see our website at calvarybiblechurch.org or call us at 818-556-4840. Merry Christmas. Well, I have the distinct pleasure of preaching one day after Tim Carnes, which, as I have found out, means that he stole my message. So uh, we're in a different place. Open your Bibles to Psalm 98. I'd like to read sort of the beginning portion of my favorite Christmas song, one of my favorite Christmas songs, and here's how it goes, the first part. To our almighty maker, God, new honors be addressed, his great salvation shines abroad and makes the nations blessed. He spake the word to Abraham first. His truth fulfills the grace. The Gentiles make his name their trust and learn his righteousness. Let the whole earth his love proclaim with all her different tongues and spread the honors of his name in melody and song. Does it sound familiar? No, me neither. That's that's joy to the world. That's the first part of Joy to the World, written by Isaac Watts. And then this, that's the first part that he uh, titles Praise for the Gospel. And then he continues, part two, the Messiah's coming and kingdom. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. The earth receives her king. Let every heart proclaim him room and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove. The glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Amen? That's fun. Just pop open a Christmas song, a Christmas hymn, and just read it. Don't sing it, just read it. You go, man, is that what I'm singing? And what is really neat is uh, the inspiration, Isaac Watts' uh, inspiration for this Christmas song is Psalm 98. Psalm 98, let's read. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, and with the handbells. Sorry, I just had to put that in. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with iniquity. Let's pray. Father, we look to you with great expectation as we look to this psalm that inspired Isaac Watts to write joy to the world. And we pray that as you, by your spirit, impart your truth in our heart and shape us and form us into the very image of Christ, it would be to the increase of our joy. For you have sent your son. Lord, we commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we see this, Psalm, open up Psalm 98 and verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. This is a a call to worship, Tim. Amen? A call to worship. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Why? Why? And we are given the reasons that follow. For he has done marvelous things. He has done marvelous things. The salvation of the people of Israel and delivering them from the hand of Pharaoh. Marvelous, amazing things. Amen. And how about our salvation? If we have been delivered from not only our sin, but the wrath and fury of an angry God. He has done marvelous things. He has done wonderful, marvelous things. Amen? And you know, I I think even as we think about our praise and our worship of God, I, I believe that when we lack that exuberance and just joy of the Lord and our salvation, it's because we forget about our sin. We forget what a wonderful, marvelous work God has done in saving us and extending to us grace and mercy through the finished work of Jesus Christ. He has done a marvelous work. Not only has he done this marvelous work, his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. He did it. He did it on his own. We didn't do anything. In fact, we were sinners. God demonstrates his love in this, that even when we were sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. He did nothing. Nothing. Enemies of a cross. Children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's where we are. But God, being rich in mercy, made us alive together with Christ. 
He did it. It is his work. And then we continue. Verse 2. The Lord has made known his salvation. I mean, stop, stop and think. And I do this with the students too. Imagine, here we are, 2,000 years removed from Christ coming, living a sinless life and dying the death that we deserve. And every single one of us in this room are here because he has made salvation known. Oh. He has made his salvation known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. I would venture to guess that every single one of us here is a a Gentile. And God, God has saw fit to reveal himself, to so preserve his word that you would come to know the gospel and turn in repentant faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord. Amen. And you know, I I have to, I'm going to go on a little rant. Is that okay? There's a teeny one. I saw a little cartoon and in the cartoon that was depicted in this cartoon, there was a family and they were, they were carving the turkey and outside the window was Santa Claus and he's peering, he's peering in the window, you know, and the caption is, we haven't even carved the turkey yet. And, and the idea there was Christmas is just moving, you know, earlier and earlier in the year. And you go to the stores and Thanksgiving, and there's all of this Christmas stuff out. And, and the idea behind the, the, the cartoonist, I'm sure, was enough already with the Christmas stuff. Like, slow down. Let, let's get through Thanksgiving first. Mm. Okay, I, I, get, I get the commercialism and all of that. I, I understand that. But God, God has given us this vehicle even within commercialism and what the world has done to begin this celebration and focus on Christ, on Christmas, an opportunity to talk about the gospel, an opportunity to talk about salvation in Christ and what God has done through sending his son. Let's start that in January. Amen? I mean, the red and the green come out. We ought to say, praise God. Excuse me, storekeep. Do you know why you're putting that up? Are you celebrating Christmas? Do you celebrate Christmas? What's Christmas about to you? Seize the opportunity. Be in the business of what the Lord is in the business to do. To make known his salvation. To reveal his righteousness. In the sight of the nations, that should be our heartbeat. Amen? Next, verse 3. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. And all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Once again, 
I would venture to say every single one of us in this room have benefited from that fact that his faithfulness has went out to the ends of the earth. We have seen the salvation of our God. Verse 4, make, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and singing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. This is a call to the nations. This this was the, the heartbeat of the, the Old Testament saint. Their desire was to have the nations worship the Lord, understand salvation, and trust in God. This ought to be our heartbeat. This needs to be our heartbeat. The desire to have the nations come to know Jesus in a saving way. And seize every opportunity to communicate the gospel. Seize every opportunity to point folks to Jesus Christ. Make a joyful noise, all ye lands. Is this your desire? Do you do you long? Do you long for opportunities like Christmas presents itself? Another opportunity to make his name great. We should. We should. Don't get swept up. Don't get swept up with what the world does with Christmas. And forget that it is a rallying point for the church to seize the opportunity to communicate the gospel, to point the world to Jesus Christ. Number seven, let the sea, let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it, let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with iniquity. It is not just the enjoyment of being a Christian and being a part of the Christian culture that we are driven with passion to communicate the gospel to people. There is a coming wrath. There is judgment to come. Not just a baby in a cradle, a manger. Not just king on a cross but the coming king that's the culmination of Christmas he is coming we need to make a joyful noise those of us who have been redeemed, who have been bought with a price, who understand Jesus Christ in a saving way. We need to put a call out to the nation. See Jesus in this way. Worship him this way. 
Why? Because he is coming. He is coming to judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with iniquity. And how can we even with that, even in that idea that he is coming in judgment, how can we worship? How can the nations worship? Look around the room. Look around the room. Really, look around the room. (laughs) I look in this room and I scan across and I see what God has said will happen. That he will draw to himself a people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. He's doing it. In a place like Calvary Bible Church that heralds the truth, that communicates the gospel unapologetically, calls sinners to turn from their sins and place their faith in Jesus Christ. You see that representation of what God is doing. This is, this is our call. This is our call because we don't know We do not know if this is our last Christmas before Jesus comes. Oh, glory to God if he does. Maranatha. And and if the Lord should so choose to tarry one more year, and we get through this Christmas, and we get into January... And we are sitting under God's word and we are encouraging one another toward love and good deeds. And we have this build up. Christmas is coming. This should be a rallying point for us to seize one more opportunity. To call the nations to worship God. To call the nations to see this baby. Not just as a baby, but as a crucified king. And not only a crucified king, but a risen king and a coming king. Whom they must reckon with. If he gives us that opportunity. Don't waste it. Don't waste another year. Don't waste another Christmas season. Be in the business of doing what God is in the business of doing. Making his salvation known. Why? Why? So that those who receive the gospel can answer the call that we began this psalm with. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. I remember, do you remember the first time you sang a Christmas song after you came to the Lord in a saving way? Do you remember that? I remember singing songs that I had sung before as an unbeliever, not having no clue what I was singing. And for the first time, singing this song with understanding and wonder and amazement. It was a new song. Though it was hundreds of years old, it resonated in my heart. It was a new song. 
Let's call. Let's call those that God in his sovereignty and his providence bring within our sphere of influence. Let's call them to see Jesus rightly, to turn from their sins and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's seize the opportunities like this season to make his name great, to call the nations to worship God so that they might be able to answer that call and sing to the Lord a new song. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pray. And uh, a moment after I read text in Corinthians, we're going to take, we're going to take communion together. We're going to take communion together as a, a family style. And... Uh, I just want you to be thinking about this. Be thinking about this. As you, as you come up and, and you take communion. The cracker that represents his body. The juice that represents his blood. That he needed to take on flesh. To live that sinless life that you and I have not lived. To die the death that we deserve. Without his birth, without him taking on flesh and living that sinless life, we would have no death to to remember. Tim said it very well. Christmas has lost its meaning. If we remove the cross, if we remove his sacrificial death from Christmas, we lose the meaning. We, for the majority in this room, if you know the Lord in his saving way, you understand that. There's billions of people that don't. And what's amazing is this celebration of Christmas happens in countries that Jesus' name is a shameful name to speak, and yet they celebrate Christmas. God has done that. Amen? For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Will the couples come forward. As you are, as you're ready you've made your heart right before the Lord. You can make your way up. I'm going to pray. 
just a uh, an exhortation to those that uh, do not know the Lord in His saving way. Do not do not take this remembrance in an unworthy manner. If you've not turned and trusted in the Lord, do that now. Take a moment. Don't don't leave from this place and prepare yourself to go home and then tomorrow receive gifts of grace from your family and friends if you've not received the free gift of grace and mercy in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Receive that gift now tonight. Turn from your sins and trust in Jesus Christ. And then if you've made yourself realize that you are a sinner saved by grace because of what Jesus has done, then come and for the first time enjoy this with the family of believers. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for Christ. Lord, we thank you for this this season, even what the world has done with it, Lord, we know that you are sovereign in those things and you have given us long periods of opportunity where, Lord, you are your birth, your life can be focused on and we can seize those opportunities. Lord, help us to do that with boldness. Give us open doors of opportunity for the gospel. Lord, we thank you that you took on flesh and dwelt among us. That you suffered all things yet without sin. And that you took upon yourself the wrath of God meant for us. Lord, we desire to remember you. As we partake Lord, we desire that you would work in our hearts, that we would desire to call the nations to see you as we see you, that you would use us to that end for your glory in Christ's name. Amen.